Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. And backing the blue. Now, here are your hosts, Captain Ed Mamet and Detective Kevin Schroeder. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cop Talk. My name is Kevin Schroeder, retired NYPD detective, and I'm here with my co host, Captain Ed Mamet. Welcome, WABC listeners. We're here to share another episode of Cop Talk. Thank you, Ed. Today's guest is retired Lieutenant Randy Sutter. Randy's retired from Las Vegas Police Department. He's also the founder and chairman of the Wounded Blue. He served 10 years with the Princeton, New Jersey Police Department and 24 years with the Las Vegas Metro Police Department. Has written numerous books and he's appeared in numerous movies and TV shows, including Casino and multiple appearances on the show Cops. Randy, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. (laughs) Good to see you. Okay, Randy, you know, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your law enforcement background? Sure. As you said, I started my career in Princeton, New Jersey, which was my hometown. And I actually uh, got uh, got the job when I was 19 years old. They had just changed the age of majority from 21 to 18. So you could vote and you could drink and you could be, actually become a cop, which I don't think they thought out real well when they, when they changed the age of majority. And uh, by a weird set of circumstances, I wound up getting hired by the Princeton Town, uh, excuse me, Princeton Borough Police Department, thirty officer police department, small town, and um, uh, I loved the job, but it was kind of boring being in a small town, especially my hometown. And um, I decided I needed more action. So, ten years into my career, I decided to make the move and tested with the Las Vegas Metro Police Department and mm. began my career all over again, going through the academy, going through the whole deal, and uh, and began my career uh, literally as a street cop in, in, uh, in the city of uh, Las Vegas. And uh, I never looked back at that decision. It was, uh, it was the best decision I ever made for my career. And also, for the challenges that I wanted to, I wanted to have as a law enforcement officer. I, I wasn't, let me put it this way. I was bored as a cop in Princeton. I wasn't bored as a cop in Vegas. <laughs> no, I didn't think you would be. Absolutely. You know, Randy, you know, what inspired you to start the Wounded Blue and when did it start? Sure. That's a great question. I appreciate you asking me. So the Wounded Blue is the National Assistance and Support Organization for injured and disabled law enforcement officers, a nationwide charity, and I, I wish, I wish that I didn't have to start this charity. Um, this charity should not need to exist, but it does, unfortunately, because of the way our men and women are being treated by various police agencies and cities that they serve when they become injured, either physically or emotionally and psychologically. I'll give you an example of what happened to me, and this was the catalyst for the creation of the Wounded Blue. 
Uh, as I told you, I, I served 24 years with Metro and uh, was a lieutenant when I re- retired. And I did not plan to retire. I planned to do a full 30 years. But uh, in uh, uh, after 24 years, I was on patrol as the watch commander. And whenever I was on patrol as a watch commander, which, of course, means you're the highest ranking officer on duty. There's nothing like being in a patrol car for 10 hours with a guy uh, to to uh, to get to know somebody. And so this was the first night this this young officer had ever ridden with me. And 2.30 in the morning, um, we're on the Las Vegas Strip right in front of Bally's Hotel. And I was talking to him just like I'm talking to you guys right now. And suddenly I found myself talking slower and slower. I literally felt my brain slowing down and really was having a stroke. And so I stopped the police car right in the middle of the street, and I told him to get me help that I was having a stroke and got out of the car in case he needed to get me to the hospital and started speaking gibberish. And I was speaking gibberish, but I had no control over it. And then I lost the ability to speak and lost the ability to move and crumpled to the pavement. And that's where my police career ended on the, on the, on, in a gutter on the Las Vegas Strip. And then what happened was shocking to me. Uh, my own department turned its back on me and said, we're not paying your medical bills. We're not giving you your benefits. And I was, I was, I was stunned. I said, what, what, wow. what do you mean? What do you mean you're not paying my medical bills? You have to pay my medical bills. It's a non-duty injury. It's written right in the statute. Yeah, but uh, eh, we're not going to do it. Wow. They forced me to get an attorney. They forced me to go to court. They knew it was going to take over a year which it did. Meanwhile, the bill collectors are knocking on my door. The stress was unimaginable. The feeling of abandonment of a department I almost gave my life for on more than one occasion just turned its back on me. And uh, it took over a year for, they, they, they spent tens of thousands of dollars of taxpayers' money fighting me at every hearing and every hearing I won. It didn't matter to them uh, because they, here's the deal. They were playing... They were playing the odds. They were hoping that I would die in the meantime so they wouldn't have to pay my benefits. And I came to find out that this is taking place all over the country, that different agencies play this game with the lives of their police officers. So um, after I retired, um, you know, I, I, I had my pension. I had my benefits. But. You know, it was still a a devastating end to a career that I loved. Um, And then suddenly cops from around the country started reaching out to me. This was when Facebook was getting to be really big. Randy, I know you don't know me, but I've seen you on cops. And I, you, Randy, you trained me in a, in a course. I was shot in the line of duty. My chief never even came to visit me in the hospital or not paying my medical bills. Randy, I was hit by a car. They've abandoned me, Randy. One after another from different parts of the nation. And everyone ended the same way. I feel abandoned. I feel alone. And the, the phrase, I wish I died that night, at least I wouldn't be a burden, um, was told to me many, many times. And I realized that there were no resources for these men and women. So there sure as hell is now, and that is the Wounded Blue. I have an entire team, 45 cops from around the country, 
Everybody's been shot, stabbed, beaten, run over, screwed up and screwed over. And we are the peer advocate support team for other injured and disabled officers. We help people get into treatment. We are there for them when they need us. We are a problem solver for when when they become injured. And and we have uh, helped more than 14,000 cops from all over the country in the last four and a half years. What type of programs uh, do you have? The mission statement is very, very uh, short and to the point. To improve the lives of injured and disabled officers through support, education, assistance, and legislation. So here's how we, we provide that. First of all, we have a very, very robust peer advocate support team. Um, and all of these men and women who have served, uh, many, many, even though they are disabled, continue to serve uh, because they, they want to help their brothers and sisters. And they're all trained. They're all certified as peer team counselors. Sometimes all somebody needs is a friend, is that blue family that we've been promised since the beginning of our careers. And we are that blue family. Sometimes that's all people need, somebody to listen to them when they're down, when they're going through some stuff. If that's not enough, we have a huge resource list of culturally competent psychologists and psychiatrists who are who specialize in law enforcement officers and first responders. If they if, if, if we help people get into treatment all of the time, we also help people get into facilities if the addiction becomes part of their issue, and very often it does when you're dealing with post-traumatic stress and also physical injuries. Um, those addictions can be can be uh, you know debilitating. So we help people get into that. Um, we help people get their benefits. For instance, um, most cops know that if you get killed in the line of duty, you your family can get what's called PSOB, the Public Safety Officer Benefit from the Department of Justice. It's about $450,000, $460,000 that your family gets if you die in the line of duty. Well, most cops don't know that that same benefit exists if you become uh, so seriously injured that you can't work anymore. And that's life-saving money for some of these people. And, and very often, nobody knows it. That Even police agencies don't tell their cops when they get devastatingly injured that this is a resource for them. Then this is life-changing money, life-saving money. So we help people um, apply for that. Um, we uh, we have a, an incredible, as far as education goes, in September of this year, we are holding the third annual National Law Enforcement Survival Summit here in Las Vegas, September 26th through the 29th. This is a very, very innovative, incredible summit. This is this is the the if you have one conference to go to, this is the one to go to. Um, I've got the I've got the some of the best presenters in the country. Dave Grossman is coming this year. Uh, he's he's you know an incredible speaker. Um, we've got uh, uh, Dave and Betsy Smith will be there. I've got every and it's, it's about every aspect of surviving a law enforcement career. Sure, physically, but emotionally, psychologically, in relationships, 
even fiscally and spiritually. And I've had cops tell me that that it saved their lives because they were on the verge of hurting themselves when they came to this. Plus, we have fun because I have um, Vinny Montez, who's an active duty cop, but is also an incredible stand-up comedian. He's coming to uh, to do an entertainment for us. We're going to have um, a concert at the at the end of it. So not only is this some of the most influential training you can get, but also an incredibly fun conference. So that's part of our mission as well. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, two things come to mind. One, um, it sounds like you're very similar to Wounded Warriors. Um, I wish we had the money that the Wounded Warriors had. <laughs> well, well, they advertise on TV all the time. I mean, but that's it's a very worthwhile organization. The other thing I wanted to mention, the value of this podcast is that we can get your message out. We did that recently with the World Trade Center uh, benefits. You know, a lot of people came from out of town to New York when the World Trade Center was attacked. And they're sick now. And they didn't know that they would be eligible for the World Trade Center benefits. And when they heard our podcast, some of them applied and they got it. So the value of what we're doing now is when this podcast goes out, people are going to listen. Like you said before, that that federal bill, I didn't know that either. I, I remember when it first began, it. I think it was $50,000 many, many years ago. But I yes, had no idea right. that, that it would cover, cover you um, if you're not dead. If you're, just, if you're injured. Very, very few people know that. And that's why, and, and, and it, this is a failure of police agencies that they don't get this information to their, to their officers. Um, we'll get it out on the podcast. Well, I hope, I'm, I'm sure we will. And the, and, you know, the other part of this equation is we, we are completely a charity. We, we are only as good as the funds that we raise. And so I'm asking for everyone that I know to go to thewoundedblue.org and give even 10 bucks a month. If you can just do $10 a month, um, you can help. You can, you can help. You might even help save a life because, and I don't take any salary. I want you to know that right now. Um, I live on my pension and all the, all the, the money that comes in from donations goes into our operations. So go to thewoundedblue.org, see what we do, see who we are. We have a tremendous documentary film on Amazon.com called The Wounded Blue. Um, and we're, we're literally saving lives. But we need, we need your help. And that's one of the reasons I'm on this show right now is so I can reach your audience. And, to, you know, often, and here's, I fully believe this, that most Americans believe in and support their law enforcement community. But they don't know how to show it. So this is the way to show it. You can become part of the Wounded Blue. You can be a backup for every cop out there because we are a resource for every police officer in America. You know, you mentioned that documentary. I was going to ask you about that. How is that going? I wish if, if, if everybody in America saw this documentary, they would be outraged. 
at the treatment that many of these officers receive once they're severely injured or disabled in the line of duty. Um, one of the big, really, one, truly one of the big issues that I have is people look at me in disbelief when I tell them that a cop can get shot in the head and be thrown away by the department with nothing other than the clothes on their back. And yet it is happening in America. You know, one of the things about New York PD, you guys have a strong union, you have strong workers' compensation laws. And so if you get hurt in in NYPD, you're going to get two-thirds of your salary for the rest of your life tax-free. You're going to get good medical benefits, but it's not that way everywhere. In right. fact, um, the, 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 I'll tell you a shocking story that, that just happened. I was contacted by the Fraternal Order of Police in Utah. This is just before Christmas. And uh, they told me, look, Randy, um, we've got a, a police officer who lost his leg on duty. And uh, this was eight years ago. They uh, they won't give him a new leg. And he, it literally, he walks around and it's, he has a bloody stump. And they won't give him a replacement leg. He's, he has to tie it on with Velcro. And he says, we're, we're trying to raise money to, to get him a new prosthetic leg. And I said, well, you know, we're really not set up to be a fund, a funder for stuff, but occasionally uh, we can help out. I said, well, what's the cost of the leg? And he says, I think it's about 25,000 bucks. So there are some people that, that we have connections with that when there's a something that is life changing like this, we'll step up to the plate. So I contacted one of one of our donors and I told him the story. And he says, this is a no-brainer, Randy, make it happen. So on Christmas Eve, I, I, I called this man and, and, and gave him the news that we're giving him a new prosthetic leg. Well, it wasn't $25,000, though. It was a $117,000 leg. Oh. $117,000 leg. And when I went up there to meet with him and his family, and I heard the full story, here's a story that you're not going to believe, and yet it's true. So this young man, dream was to be a policeman. He got hired by a small community in Texas. He's on the job for 10 months and he's at a, at a scene and he's directing traffic at this construction site. A tractor trailer comes barreling towards him. The driver's high on cocaine. Drive, the, the truck hits a car, kills that driver. And then the tractor trailer tips over and crushes our police officer. He's pinned under for an hour. Devastating injuries. Traumatic brain injury. His arm was split open. All his ribs were broken. And they eventually had to take off his leg above his knee. They fire him. They give him a medal. And then they fire him. Thanks for your service. You're a probationary employee. Adios. And if wow. that isn't bad enough. If that isn't bad enough, he has no pension, he gets no disability, they give him the cheapest prosthetic leg they can give him, and then through a lawyer, they sue, the, he says the only place you're going to get any money is suing the tractor-trailer company, so they do. But they only have $1.5 million in insurance, and the person that they killed got $1.1 million of it. So that leaves $400,000 for our officer. So they give him the 400,000. What does workers comp do for the for the city? They immediately come in 
and they and they take back two hundred thousand dollars that they paid for his medical. Now he's left with two hundred thousand dollars for the rest of his life, right? And then his wife divorces him and takes that. So he goes to he goes to live with his parents up in Utah, and uh, and the FOP hears about his plight, and the wounded blue stepped in and gave him a new prosthetic leg and uh, are also helping him out on some other things, uh, him and his new wife. And they they adopted two special needs children. These are very, very special people. And, uh, and but, but that's an incredible story. And, it, and, and, and stories like that are playing out across the United States. Your people are uh, former law enforcement officers. What kind of training do they get? Um, they all get very intensive peer team training, peer counselors. So they uh, we we um, put a training class together. Like we're getting ready to bring on some more peer team members because of how busy we are. And what we will do is, as part of that, they will all come to Las Vegas where they will uh, be certified. They will take some intensive um, 40-hour, 50-hour uh, um, classroom training and realistic training. And they will become certified peer team counselors. Randy, what are some of the challenges you've had running the uh, Wounded Blue? The biggest challenge is raising money. The biggest challenge has been, um, and I can't tell you how many companies, especially after the George Floyd debacle, said, Randy, we really love what you're doing, but we can't put our name on it. There's a, a lot of companies that that simply backed off and said, we're not helping the police because it's bad business for us. And that that's that's a very devastating you know set of circumstances when you're running a charity. Uh, it's very difficult to raise money, and you know I, I wish that I had you know the the major connections that a lot of uh, a lot of big name charities have, but I don't. So I am constantly looking for people that want to help, whether they are. Uh, I we have a, a great company here in Las Vegas called Martin Harris Construction, one of the bigger construction companies here and and they are they are huge supporters of the wounded blue in fact guy martin who owns it he and i both together came up with the idea of the survival summit to help cops from being injured in the first place that was his that was his his concept was randy how what does it look like if we could keep these officers from being injured and, and having to deal with those things that's how the survival summit came to be um, I've got I've got some some great companies. Uh, the Gary Sinise Foundation um, saw me. I'm also I'm, I'm a commentator for Fox News, and Gary Sinise actually saw me talking about the Wounded Blue, um, and and called me and said we're going to help you and sent us uh, a substantial donation. So I'm looking for people, companies that want to become sponsors of the organization, sponsors of the Survival Summit. Listen. Some of the, we've had a couple of companies that came and said, "Look, we want to we want to sponsor a police officer to go. You know what's the cost and and you know for travel and and hotel and all that stuff. You know it's between twelve and fifteen hundred bucks. And so we've had companies say, "Hey, listen, we'll 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 send five people. Um, so I'm looking for for people that companies that want to you know donate to the organization, donate right. to." Um, uh, to help these officers, 
And so that's one of my biggest challenges. My other big challenge is to raise awareness that we even exist. Um, most police officers still don't do, don't know we're here. We've only been in operation a little over four years. And you know, there's 17,000 different police agencies. So getting the word out is a, is a constant challenge. And then getting people to even understand that there's an issue. Nobody wants to, it's hard for people to believe when I tell them why we exist. They think that, that if you get hurt on the job, you're going to get a pension. You're going to be well taken care of. You're going to get great medical. It doesn't work like that everywhere. It doesn't work like that in a lot of places. So creating the awareness is a big issue. And that's, those are really my, my biggest issues. We have tremendous um, support from the, uh, the peer team itself. I mean, these men and women are heroes. You know, some of them have been devastatingly injured, and yet they still want to serve. And they're doing it. They're doing it magnificently through their caring, through their, their, their wanting to continue their life of service. And that's what, that's what cops do, man. They want to serve. Well, Sean, being on Fox News, uh, hopefully you get the message out that way as well. They, the Fox- you know, Kevin is a, Kevin's a, Kevin is sort of involved in something like that, right, Kev? The, the, the group you're involved in. Yeah, well, we're, we're yeah. You're talking about the um, with arms wide open. Did you ever hear of that, um, Randy? With arms wide no. open, NYPD with arms wide open. That's run by a police officer, uh, Merritt Riley, and also retired detective Danny Sprague. And basically, it's a uh, foundation that raises money for police officers with disabled children. And um, they they started locally, and you know they're beyond New York as well today. And actually, I'm involved in a foundation with Stevie Van Zandt called Little Steesman's Policeman's Ball. And every year we have a fundraiser in December. And I think up to today, we almost raised $2 million um, in the past wow. uh, you know, in the past uh, eight years. Uh, and that money goes to the NYPD, Detective Endowment Association, Widows and Children, as well as uh, with arms wide open. So each year we give them a check for about $100,000 each. Um, sometimes a little more than that. And really it's been, you know, it's, it's two great organizations, foundations. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, coming back to your foundation, um, you know, you're getting the word out, which is great. And eventually uh, I think uh, you'll catch on and you'll be where you need to be for the cause. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I keep on waiting for that angel to land on my shoulder, but um, mm-hmm. I, 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 so I don't know if you guys know, my first book was called True Blue, Police Stories by Those Who Have Lived Them. And okay. you can see in the back in, in, in my background that there's a, a plaque and you'll see you'll see a big NYPD patch. That was given to me by the NYPD. And the reason was that I wrote this book, um, put this book together after the attack of 9-11. Um, I felt that I, I was very frustrated not being able to not being able to help uh, after the attack. And so what I did was um, I put a book together, stories by cops from all over the nation. And it was published by St. Martin's Publishing Company, one of the biggest in, in the country. And then I donated every penny of the royalties to the Widows and Orphans Fund for the officers who were killed in 9-11. And uh, that's where I, um, that's why the NYPD honored me with that with that beautiful uh, presentation behind me. Wow, that, raises, that raises another similarity. We recently interviewed James Patterson, 
who wrote a book. I saw that. I saw that. Did you yes. see our interview? Yes. Yeah, it was great. So, so Randy, what are your thoughts now on the current state of mental health care in law enforcement community today? Well, it is a whole lot better than it used to be. You know, I, I started my police career in 1976. And that, that was um, a time period where you wouldn't even broach the subject of mental health with law enforcement. You wouldn't even breathe it because if you did, you would be ostracized. You might even be fired if you if you admitted that you had a problem. And Absolutely. let's face let's face it. You know, if if you have any time on the job at all, you are going to be placed in circumstances where you're going to see the worst that life has to offer. You're going to see violent death. You're going to see cruelty beyond belief. You're going to see the worst of the human condition. And none of us walk away unscathed. None of us do. But some of us are more susceptible to the post-traumatic stress injury that can, that can result. And so lately, we're finally, I think, have achieved a breakthrough in the, the acceptance that post-traumatic stress injury is real. There's still, but believe it or not, there's still states that don't even recognize it, won't even recognize that post-traumatic stress injury. And notice, notice I don't say post-traumatic stress disorder. And the reason I don't say that is because it doesn't have to be a disorder. It's an injury. It can be fixed just like everything else. In fact, there is also a very, a very, um, uh, not, not known aspect to post-traumatic stress that's rarely talked about and yet is still real. And that's post-traumatic stress growth. And now that uh, we we haven't seen we have seen a breakthrough in the acceptance that this is an issue for law enforcement. And now we're seeing programs that are that are being generated within agencies across the country. Um and and we're not seeing the same stigma that was attached to it. Um, you know, you can, you can accept, you can, you can go to your supervisors now in a, in a lot of agencies. I'm not saying all of them and admit you have a problem and get help for that problem without losing your job, without being cast aside with getting support. Um, I can tell you right now, I mean, there's an officer that I've been counseling um, uh, with a, with a major police department, I won't say the name, who went through has gone through hell as a SWAT officer, um, as as I mean through some of the most gruesome, heartbreaking scenarios I could ever imagine, and he f finally reached the breaking point. And realized that his drinking was severely affecting his life. And because of a new, uh, the new acceptance that, that, that we're now seeing in, in law enforcement, uh, he was able to, to, um, get 45 days off, go to a tremendous facility that we recommended and is today, um, literally 
functioning better than he ever did before. And it's because we we have these resources now and there has been a much greater acceptance of the issue. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, you bring out the, the point before about not recognizing it. There's, there was that famous scene in the movie Patton where he slaps the shoulder who was suffering from what was then called combat fatigue or shell right. shock. And right. he slaps him and he says, there's no such thing, you know, and that, that's a fam- great scene. For sure. And, and listen. How much? Ma- how many times did you hear "suck it up, Buttercup" or something similar yeah. in your careers? Right? Yeah, we, I remember as a captain, we had plenty of cops with stress disorders. You know, you have to be sympathetic to them. First thing you you know, what happens is their guns are taken away, and that's traumatic mentally for them. Right. 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 You know, Randy, how can uh, if anyone in our audience need your help, how could they reach out to you or your foundation? Very easy. Um, go to thewoundedblue.org. And just put contact and we will be there. Also, you can reach out on Facebook. We get a tremendous amount of officers referrals. And here's something interesting that the 80% of the referrals that we get are from cops we've helped that want us to help their partner. And that's really important because it shows the effectiveness of what we do. And of course, everything we do is confidential. You can reach out to us either on the website or um 844 TWB hero you could call us um and if you if 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 you are in pain and you're suffering you don't need to suffer alone we have our motto is really critical to us and it says never forgotten never alone and that is the most important thing that we do is we will, we will walk alongside that journey that journey shouldn't be walked alone it's devastating I- so that's what we that's what we do. That's well, great. There's a, I mean, there's a similar program in, in New York called Papa P O P P A. I'm I, very very familiar with. It. I worked with Papa. All right, so you know. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to ask you is, what, where is that seminar going to be held again? The third a- annual National Law Enforcement Survival Summit. Uh, that will be September 26th through the 29th. It'll be here in Las Vegas at the fabulous Ahern Hotel, a boutique hotel, just off the Las Vegas Strip. The the cost of the to the conference is two hundred ninety five bucks. Hotel rooms are about a hundred bucks a night, and we provide breakfast. We provide lunch, entertainment. Um, we we really encourage people to bring their spouses because when a cop is hurting, their family is hurting too, and we have spousal support as well. It's critical to know. So we have trained peer team counselors who are peer team who are um spouses of officers so we we try to bring the whole family into our family and that's that's great i mean that's a great price too um we just have right, to get Kevin, out there. we know where to go <laughs> yeah yeah if you could get us funding we could be out there if anyone wants to fund uh the coast of cop talk to be out there in Val las vegas that would be great there you go. <laughs> this was a great interview, and uh, I'm glad we're going to get the word out for you. 
we'll be in touch for sure. And when are you when you're back in New York, of course, we'll hook up. And, well, I'll um, be I'll be back. Uh, I'm actually flying to New Jersey tomorrow. Right. Oh, tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, there we go. See if we're going to be we're going to be having a fundraising event in uh, Montclair, New Jersey. There's a okay. uh, restaurant called uh, Fresco de Franco, and um, he is hosting a fundraising event for the Wounded Blue. So, if you have any of your listeners that want to uh, do something that will um, actually touch the lives of injured or disabled cops, reach out to me personally, Randy at thewoundedblue.org, and let's talk. That sounds great. Randy, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today. Randy Sutton, everyone, retired lieutenant from Las Vegas PD, and you do great work, and please keep up the great work. And thank you again, Randy. Thank you, guys. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to another episode of Cop Talk. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and please be safe out there. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com